Welcome to the School of Risk podcast, where successful risk takers are made and celebrated. Our mission is to help you become successful risk takers. I am your host, Chisabelle Egudo, and today with me on this show is Vanessa Mambi. Vanessa is a wellness entrepreneur and founder of VIP for Life company that makes organic supplements and vitamins available to people who care about what goes into their bodies. She is a network marketing specialist and I got to learn a few things myself from this episode. To enjoy our daily shows, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the School of Risk Podcast. Also subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcast channels such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or any of the apps you listen to your podcast on so you don't miss out. We will be there. Ladies and gentlemen, are you an active or passive risk taker? As I go through today's episode with Vanessa, you will no doubt see that she is an active risk taker. Her valuable insight on marketing will help you learn how you can find your own audience so you can grow. Risk takers, it's time to go to school. Yes, the School of Risk Podcast. Welcome to the School of Risk Podcast. My dear friend, Vanessa Mambi. It's great to have you here. It's great to have you here. I'm quite excited because I know that you are a very exciting person. And I know some of your stories, so I want you to share that with our listeners. So first of all, start by telling our listeners who you are and what you do. Well, it's so nice that you're having me. Thank you for the invitation. I can start to wait. I cannot wait to start. <laughs> I have to yes. say this conversation. Um, yeah, who am I? Well, I'm Vanessa. I'm born on the island of Curaçao. Curaçao, nice. Yeah, I'm I'm the oldest of two, so I have a young sister. Um, I'm actually brought up in two worlds, you know, the city with school and nice manners during the week at my parents. Nice. And then going outdoors and biking and jumping from cliffs and dressing like a tomboy in the weekend. You don't look look like a tomboy to me, though. (laughs) Well, I have that part two. Interesting part two. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so on the islands, yeah, um, I'm known as a child singer and from TV. Mm, And later from being crowned as Miss Curaçao 1995. Miss Curaçao 1995. (laughs) Listen, I mean, from Miss Curaçao 1995, there's been a lot that's happened since then right up until now please take us through some of that journey and let our listeners know what that journey was like to becoming you know miss curacao and i know you have some other ventures you were doing right at at the same time as well and it took you all around the world so please share that story with us yes sure um for me becoming miss curacao was something really really big because i had a childhood of medicines for 13 years i was taking all kinds of medicines and tests and going to colombia and venezuela and coming back and they thought i had epilepsy Hmm. so they fed me like 12 13 medicines a day and i was a dull child but i was a nerd so at least uh, i was happy being a good student yeah but i had this hip braces uh, walking, chickling, chickling, everybody wow. hears me coming fast. As a fly. child. Yeah. And then, yeah, kids are harsh, huh? So I had a hard start of my life. And then the moment that I could sing and um, come on television and, um, yeah, become Miss Curacao <laughs> wow. with my X feet. <laughs> wow. The world opened to me from modeling to traveling the world and then I knew also that okay it was nice to be there in Las Vegas and meet all these 80 ladies from different countries Um, they're fabulous women to be there on stage with them is so so nice so great 
uh, to meet these people and shake Donald Trump's hand. <laughs> yes, you met, you, met, you met Donald Trump at one point. How was that meeting? <laughs> well, that was, that was crazy. I, I didn't even know. Yeah, Donald Trump was not the president uh, at that time. And he was the owner of the patch until I think 2015 when he sold it. But it's great to show people the pictures now. <laughs> yes, amazing, amazing, amazing. Yeah, so um, that was a really great experience for me to grow. Um, and then I came back, I decided I don't want to follow the modeling world. I don't want to go into that. I was happy to give my crown to the next one. <laughs> yes. And I thought, okay, what am I going to do? So I wanted to go and become a teacher. So I did my four years of study. And then I thought, okay, what's next? So I had a boyfriend riding me for two years and he told me, I'm going to take you to Holland. We're going to live there happily ever after. <laughs> <laughs> well, fairy I tales, fairy, fairy tale stories. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Holland, but actually, um, that's it. <laughs> From there, I just pick up my life. I became a teacher. And I went to dance in my spare time. So as a hobby, 13 years later, I had a dance academy, was traveling around the world with my three dance teams, making choreos for, yeah, everyone and uh, having a great success with my dance academy. Amazing. Okay, hold that thought there. I'm going to take you back a little bit. Okay. Now, I don't want to miss this because um, a lot of people find themselves in situations like this. You mentioned that you were ill for a very long time. Yes. Yeah. What period? For how long was that? Was that for, you said from, the, from when you were a child, what age period, you know, were you ill for? And how did that affect where you are today or the beginning of your journey into what you did as a model and then eventually into the various businesses you got yourself into? Okay. Well, actually it was from when I was born till my 13th year. When I became, when I was 13, I was so fed up with the life that I had. Um, my parents protecting me. No, you cannot do this. You cannot do there. You're ill, Ill child. Uh, you have to be careful, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, my mom decided, okay, this is not working. Let's just stop the medicines. And crazy enough, that was where my life started. You stopped and the medicines running. and you got better. Yes, yes. Wow. They, they just prescribed me a lot that I didn't need to take in the end. That's the conclusion. And the, the things that they thought that I had we're not right, so yeah, yeah. That, that is that, interesting. That is yeah. interesting. Now I'm gonna come to. I'm gonna come back to this a little bit because I'm. I'm thinking. Did that influence what you are doing today with the business you're doing yes. now in healthcare? Yes. Okay. Because I still think nowadays doctors prescribe too soon medicines. There are other alternatives alternatives yes and um i have great respect for everybody that studied six years and they're doing what they do um knowing what they do the best okay but i still think that nowadays because of all the foods that we have processed food um food with a lot of synthetic stuff in it nobody really knows uh what all this is doing to us I think it's better to find in your food, in your resting, uh, in your movement, you know, to make a plan that is much more than only prescribed medicine and think that that's the best. That's the best. Do. Yeah. I, I'm with you because from personally, I always prefer natural over synthetic, you know, and I try to, you know, have an have a you know a more holistic approach towards my well-being as opposed to just one track as opposed to just taking a painkiller i don't even take any painkillers at all so i think understanding your body is important yes. you know understanding your mind understand understanding what some of those triggers may be that yes. could cause you to feel a certain way that could lead to a headache or lead to a stress 
and then use the natural things to supplement yourself. Yes, that's true. Yes, which but is um, what you're doing. And people need more information, more knowledge to make the right decisions because if they know how much damage the synthetic stuff can do, or if they know what the difference is between natural and synthetic, then they will make their choice based on the knowledge that they have. But if they don't even know the difference or they think it's all the same, yeah, that's what happens now. That's what happened. Wow, amazing. So thanks, thanks for sharing that information. Now, let's go back to your dance academy. You ran that, that dance academy for quite, a, quite some time. Also for 13 years. For 13, 13 years. So you got, you got things in 13s. <laughs> yeah. Now that I'm talking to you, I'm discovering that. I should yeah. do something with the 13. So every, every 13 years, something miraculous happens. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a special number. <laughs> yeah, that's a good number. Yeah. Yeah. So you dance academy for 13 years and you've been all around the world. So what kind of dancing? Tell us that, you know, what that business was all about what that experience was all about you know dance academy for 13 years yes. and you went to so many festivals and so on and so forth yeah. what got you into dance into dancing and how did that evolve into a business that took you all around the world well can you imagine that a child with a hip brace and x feet goes to a dance class and then discovers that hey I may have a talent for this. Wow. Well, it's big. I mean, at that time, I didn't have hip braces anymore and I yes. didn't have X feet anymore, but I still think like the child that had all those problems, huh? And yes. never goes totally away. Yes. And then I wanted to be the best and I went for it. And then from a student being in student shows, I wanted to make my own show and I wanted to grow. So I went to a show um, group. And I traveled with the show group first. Yes. When I learned that, I thought, I want to make my own style, you know? So it was all about growing and growing and growing. And it wasn't easy. My whole life is from falling and rising and rising. falling and rising and wow. falling. Wow. Wow. It's, it's a lot. I'm a fighter. I think it's my persistency that gets me where I am today. Amazing. Amazing. And, um, yeah, so can you imagine then that it never stops for me? So then the next thing is to have my own show group. And the next thing is to put everybody that I can on stage and then travel with them around Europe. And then we went to New York and then it was Morocco. And then and we went on and on for 13 years. Amazing. That's an amazing experience there. You must have really gained a lot from that experience. Besides meeting people, is traveling to these various cultures and having to deliver, you know, your 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 services. What sort of dancing was that? So just for our listeners to understand, what it sort of what style of dancing? Style. You mentioned the style. What kind of I can guess, but you tell us what you kind guess? of dancing. Yeah. It's salsa. Salsa. Salsa yes. is big though. Lots of lots of people are into salsa. It seems to be a favorite type of dance. It is, and it is an uh, underground world. Interesting. I didn't know that. So you won't find it on TV. It's not like Latin ballroom, but there are so many festivals around the world. You don't want to know. I mean, from China to the other side of the world, Amazing. there are so many festivals. And I mean, in Berlin, it's already like 3000 people coming together in one weekend. In one weekend, just for salsa. Yes. That is amazing. And then they have bachata and they have a kizomba room. And, you know, so there are more types of, but I'm always, you'll find me in the salsa room. Yes. <laughs> so is, do you still dance till this moment? Well, actually, no, because the moment that the crisis starts, um, the dance school just shut down. What crisis are you talking about? I'm talking about Corona visiting us. Right. So the moment they decide you cannot touch hands, um, you cannot be in one room, you cannot, well, that was awful. That meant- That affected the business. Yes, and it was my head income, so gone. 
Boof. Just give us an idea. How big did that business grow to from when it started to when, you know, Corona impacted it? How big did you grow it to? Because I can imagine from traveling around the world, you, 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 you would have been quite popular. Well, for Holland, yes, because everybody knows me here. You understand? But when you're going to other places, if you go to the U.S., you're a small number. Yes. So you know, lots of competition. Yes. And it's a small group that knows each other from the same generation. Yes. And every time you go, there are so many new faces, <laughs> you know, but I had to deal with that in Holland too, because what happens is you give classes to your students and yeah, in like three, four months, they think I can do that too. <laughs> and then they're gone and they're starting their next, their, their, own. their, own, their own dance class. Like two blocks away from you, huh? <laughs> Competition. <laughs> so in the end, it was not like 13 years ago. Because then I was the first lady with three dance teams and as a choreographer in Holland. But now there are like 15 or 20 ladies with no so Doing the same thing. So yeah, when you go abroad, it's totally different world. And then... If you go to Italy, <laughs> I've been in Rome, you're number 202 uh, to perform. Yeah. <laughs> and you're sitting and waiting from 5 p.m. to 2 o'clock to get on stage. I mean, nah. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's exhausting. It, it's different. And it's, yeah. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. So actually, I was already thinking of quitting. Um, I thought I had my year. Before Corona happened. New generation, let them do it. Yes. Um, But it grew really big, yes, because you have to imagine when I started, I have to run after people with flyers, please join me, please come to my audition. And in the end, I could put one post on Facebook and I have to tell them, okay, no places anymore. So that's how big. Yeah, sold out. You You sell out quite a lot. Yes, and with three dance teams, I could not do four. It was too much. Yeah, amazing. That was that was amazing success with the dance school. And um, you know, um, it's unfortunate that Corona came and that had to change. Obviously, with the regulations, you know, about contact and all that stuff. You know, there's not much. I think that the the whole hospitality industry, you know, was impacted by that and. You know, evidently, you know, with, with, with your business as well. How did that get you to where you are now? I want to talk about that. So you've moved, you've, you've, um, you've evolved from the dancing and now you're doing something entirely different, which is taking all of your, all of your time. You're right. You're quite busy and growing your customer base. Tell us about that. Tell us about what you're doing now. So we understand the transition you've made. And I love what you said earlier that your life has been full of falling and rising, falling and rising. Now, I love that because that demonstrates that you have the ability to come out of a failure and grow. So nothing, so basically nothing can stop you from moving forward. Am I right in saying that? Yes, yes. Because um, that's what I see. <laughs> Nothing can stop you from moving forward. You know, you, yeah. I mean, how many, I, I don't know anyone who's, who was a child singer. I don't know anyone who's met Donald Trump. I don't know anyone who started a dance academy. I don't know anyone who's, all, <laughs> who's done all these things, these amazing things, you know. So it's incredible. And as a young woman, you know, you're a young, beautiful woman. You are doing amazing stuff. And that is incredible. Thank you. It's so nice of you saying so, because sometimes you just go on and on and you don't look back at everything that you've achieved. You've done. It's just done. And I'm really somebody that just looks forward. Bam, 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 bam. And that keeps me going too. That's because amazing. every That's time incredible. I have a new goal, you know? Yes, yes. I want to become yes. that person. Yes. I want to have this. And then you go again. So um, if you if I tell you from losing the dance school and the dance business income to where I am today, 
the thing is that when I started feeling all these um, pains from dancing and I was thinking, yes. okay, I'm getting older. <laughs> I'm not as flexible anymore. How am I going to stick to this for long? I started looking around me um, for other streams of income. I, I decided I needed a risk spreading way plan. Yes, you know? yes. Um, and then I started, okay, I can put my money into um, green uh, energy a bit. So yes. I bought myself some windmill. <laughs> did, did you say, hold on, did you say you'd put your money into green energy? Yes. Oh my goodness. You know, I started. How with many that. things have you done? <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, okay, what else is there? Because I didn't want to take the risk to put all my money in there. And it's One place. my hard working money, huh? Because working salsa means really hard practicing hours and hours, um, depending on the invoice being paid by people. You yes. know, you have to run after them or your students, students to pay you. So it's really hard to to yeah get around with that but it was nice 13 yeah. years really nice experience but from getting there i was like okay i need more sources of income so i started looking around and my, uh, a friend told me okay you need to see this business and she asked me like seven years before but i was like salsa 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 that's what i want to do you were Fashion. focused on salsa blah, at that blah, point blah, 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 blah. Not seeing that only salsa is not enough. Not enough for my future. I don't have a pension plan. I'm entrepreneur. How am I going to do that? If I'm sick, I cannot stand up and work. How am I going to pay for my, yeah, not my needs? So that made me think like, okay, let me go and look what she has for me. And it was a network marketing company. And the first time that she said network marketing, I was like alarm bells, bling, 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 because <laughs> I know network marketing and my aunt did it, and my nephew did it. And I had all these thoughts about all the companies that I heard of. And I knew one thing, they all stopped. They stopped doing it. So that, that is true with most that of that. I was really hard to her and I didn't believe blah, blah. And then she said, okay, you don't need to just use the products. And she brought me a really good product. <laughs> it's called the power <laughs> and the, well, the power. The power. Yeah, yeah. That, that gave me the energy, the focus. Um, I felt better, fitter. I started talking to all my dancers, like you need to take this. And before I knew, I was the ambassador of the power. Wow. <laughs> and she that was the smart. start of a new business for you. <laughs> she knew that when I'm enthusiastic about something, I'll make everybody enthusiastic around me. Amazing. So, Amazing. Yeah. How was that? How was that experience been so far? How how you know where you are now with the new business, you know, with the company you're working for and you grow your own you know your own um customer base tell us how that works you mentioned earlier that um you you had a negative perception of network marketing a lot of people do have that same perception as well i know i used to but i think i know better now but you know better what is that thing that people hear or think about network marketing that makes them switch off oh and yeah it's a and pyramid scheme and you have to be scheme, the yeah. first one there or the owner to earn the money and well i can go through all the points now because now i've been doing this for four and a half years yeah and we can take them all pom, pom, yes, pom, yes, pom, yes. Pom, you know and actually it becomes fun it's business and fun and if you find the fun in doing business with people you won't feel bad. You won't make it a discussion. It won't be about you say, I say. It's no, it's not about losing friends because of your doing network. It's totally something else. So the more knowledge you, you get, the more, um, um, how do you say? You feel better about what you do because you understand it better and you can explain it better. And that's why in the end you can lay back 
and just let it come to you and you'll just ask them questions instead of telling them you must and this is a little you yeah. just ask them feel the whole um how do you say the the, the onions get on the banana feel peel. the onion thank you Jesus. yeah feel the onion so yeah. let's do the what's the problem or get to what, the problem the sauce yes yes Amazing. what bothers them mm. and if you tackle that you have you have your customer there you have your client there you do yeah so it's that doing that initial analysis to get to the bottom of what the problem is and you know a lot of people um do not allow you to get to the source of their problem because number one they don't know you True. so yeah I, I believe you have to build that relationship first of all yes and then become that's where what you said earlier on find the fun in doing business with people you know, and if you're, if you're, if, if it's fun to you doing it, then it actually reflects on you as well. So that when you speak to people, they can see that you enjoy what you're doing. And to them, yes. they're like, hmm, this must be something really interesting. Yes. Yes. And that's something that I learned. Um, that's a quality too, that you have to discover in yourself and um, embrace it because people feel at ease with me. And when they feel at ease, it's, yeah. You get a relationship building easier. Yes. They don't feel the pressure. They don't feel, and I always get it back. Like this was a fun, I was thinking, oh my God, we're going to talk about network marketing. But in the end, it was nice speaking to you. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's why I'm doing this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so share with our listeners now how you go about building your client base. Now, we want, we want to learn from you about building relationships with your client, with your ideal client. You have a product, you have a service. Most of the listeners we have here would, would have different products or services that they market through their businesses and do not know how to really build that relationship. And, I, and like you said, most people are just going about it like a business. You know, you have to buy, you have to buy, you have to buy. Uh -huh. And they don't build that relationship to get to the point, to the, to the bottom of the problem, like True. pulling that onion skin. Yes. You know, how do people, how should we go about building our customer base through the lessons you have to share with us on that? Okay. Well, actually, I think there are two words that need to be explained because People talk about marketing and they talk about sales, right? Mm -hmm. And some confuse it like it's one bunch of whole thing. <laughs> but actually, if you look at marketing, for me, it's um, the art of being able to influence people. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I'm getting a call in between. I'm putting that's it fine, That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> don't, don't lose that. Don't lose that thought. Say that again. What is okay. marketing again? The uh, art of. I like that. The marketing for me is the art of influencing your customer through a product, a service, um, through ads, uh, making market research, building your brand. So it's really big. It's how you influence your customer. And selling, I see more like just the act of getting paid for your service of your product. Wait, okay, wait, 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 wait. I love the way you put that. I'm going to ask you to say that once again, you know, for emphasis, I love, I've never heard it. I've never heard it put that way before. Marketing is the art of influencing your customer and then sales is just basically getting paid. So a lot of the work is done in marketing. Yes. So this, this is really important for me. Uh, it's good that you're repeating it because then they ask me, okay, but, how to influence people. And then I'm like, no, I'm not gonna take it from my uh, persona. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna take it from the other persona. So yeah, older marketing ways, if we talk about telemarketing, newsletters, television, mm -hmm. networking mm -hmm. with people, reading. Are those things important? Totally Are they important, those things? Yeah, but if you're talking now about marketing, it's about, internet marketing it's about social media you know but i still believe in word of mouth so some people say no it's all gone one-on-one -on -one. ah it's all online and must mess you know mm, but I yeah still yeah yeah because we all take 
um, uh, an, an idea from a neighbor, a friend. My mom said I should go there. And my neighbor says that restaurant and that book I should read. And we take it from somebody we know much easier than from the television. True. So I still believe in word of mouth and I do believe in online. So I'm focusing on those two. Yes. The next question is, um, yeah, who's your customer? Before we go into who is your customer, how do you get your message across online to customers? If you're not doing word of mouth, which maybe you're going to do by telephone or maybe through face-to-face, um, -face, how do you do that online? What methods would you recommend? Well, I'm using social media and some use Pinterest. The other one uses Instagram. I like LinkedIn because I like to post business posts. Yes. Not everybody dares to do that, but I just give what I think. Yes. <laughs> and yes. I just see what comes to me. Yes. Um, I love Facebook, but then I use my personal page because I discovered that I have a business page, but not a lot of interaction is happening there. People that like so to speak to Vanessa. They see the business as Vanessa and they, they, they use the products maybe because they can speak to Vanessa and Vanessa is giving the service extra. So yeah, I think that's why people are coming to me for the You product. know, I was thinking about deleting my Facebook page because the business page is not doing much. You know? well, but I, and, I, and what you said is true because I get more interaction from my personal side so I'm like, why is the business not, you know, the business page not, um, not, not as effective? And I'm trying to do everything to move people to the business side, but they're not going there. They want to stay with me on the personal <laughs> side. <laughs> they are there for you. For me, so. that is true. And that is quite important because most times as entrepreneurs, most of the clients or customers we tend to seek are coming to, coming to, to the business because of the person. Yes. They because do. of the person's personality, you know, how they come across, how they, you know, they want to relate with an individual, not a product, because that gives them an opportunity to say, you know what, this guy or this woman understands what I need and I'm going to buy their product or service. And that way, you know, I can get some kind of um, support through that, uh, through that relationship. Yes. That yes. is amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, yes. Now, what about building engagement because it's one thing to you know market a product engagement is you know when you have that continue that that con continuous um relationship because you don't want the client to just come and buy and walk away and you don't see them anymore no true the difference between online and offline for me is that online i started by oh i don't dare to make that video oh it, you know how am I going to reach them if they don't know what I'm offering them? And oh, all these posts on LinkedIn, they have to be so professional. I'm not there yet, you know? That, that. And then I started, okay, what I can do is follow the people that I find interesting. Mm -hmm. And then liking their posts, interact with them in the messages under the post. So I'm not the one making the post, but I'm reacting. And I'm, I noticed that when you're following somebody and liking a lot and um, giving good comments yes. <laughs> or questions to the person, someday he will ask you, but what are you doing? Mm, interesting. And people that are liking too are seeing you all the time passing by and giving your opinion and tips. They will reach out to you too. So actually I built up a whole network of people around me without being the one that makes the posts. That is quite interesting. So I like what you said there about, you know, this method of maintaining engagement because engagement is not only when people come to you as, a, as an entrepreneur, you have to also go to people as well on the online channels and interact with their posts, you know, say something. And it's interesting that you said that when people see you liking a post of someone you're following, and they see you often doing that, you become noticed. Yes. Yeah, it's almost like going to a, um, you know, how, what example would I use? It's almost like going to a club. I don't go to club, but I'm going to use that exam example. It's almost like going to, a, to the same club every time for, the, for, you know, for say five years, 
you're bound to meet people who see you that you don't interact with. So it's the same thing online as well. It's the same thing. You became part of the furniture of the you place. Became, <laughs> <laughs> You're always the there. <laughs> yes, that is, also, that is so true. And, and, and surprisingly through that, you could actually even get new clients because when they get to see what you do, they, they look at your page, they see what you do, they think, oh my goodness, I should have been following this guy or this woman a long time ago. Yes. And yeah. that takes me to the next point because how do I get there? Um, if I'm going to do my re re uh, research about who's my customer, I'm looking for people that want my product, like a sport instructor, a masseuse, because we have high quality food supplements, physiotherapists. And then the next thing is where to find these people, what are their interests, in which groups do I find them? And when I go to the Facebook groups or the LinkedIn groups where they are, and I interact with the posts, that is how I get, um, noticed and they asked me too about what my interest and what i'm doing do it a lot of people might hear this and think oh my goodness it's so much work how do i maintain all this what would you say to that well i cluster all my tasks because first it was like writing down um today i have to do that blah blah, blah and then i just put it to the next day what i couldn't do today but now I just plan like, no, if somebody calls and I know this is a client, I have from four to five, one hour for all the clients. And I call them all right away in one hour, instead of going from one client to one post online to one and running all around and then thinking, oh, what did I do? So yeah. I have a certain moment in the week that I do my social media. I have a certain moment that I call. That's a good point. That's, yeah. And that's, that's a good point you just mentioned there. So it's not a case of trying to do it haphazardly. You know, I'm going to try and do social media today and tomorrow and next day and the next day. No, it's one day you have a task for, you know, a particular day of the week. Yes. And that way it's easier. So with social media, when you have to post, do you post instantly or do you use the scheduling, you know, mechanism to get your post out at a particular time? Well, actually, I know how it works with Facebook, for instance, that mm -hmm. you can just put the date and time and it will go automatically. So, go, yeah. And for Instagram, too, you can do for a whole month. You can oh, wow. prepare it and put mm -hmm. it there. Yeah. Um, but then you have to have a really creative day and sit there and do it all at <laughs> once. So I'm doing it for one or two weeks. That's yes, it. yes. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah. just, I've just got a social, you know, a social media manager to take care of all that. Oh, that's even better. I don't even have the patience and I'm not consistent. I'm going to be honest. I put my hand up. I'm not consistent with that because for me, I yeah. wouldn't say social media is a waste of time. It's not a waste of time, yeah. but I think, you know, I am so busy trying to bring the business in and I feel I just want to focus on that and not do the social media side of things. But fortunately, I do have someone now and we're coming up, we're just working on the social media strategy and all that stuff. Now, yes. how, you talked about consistency, you know, early on. How do you maintain consistency, you know, whether it's social media, whether it's business, and you keep going <laughs> without letting something knock you off balance? Okay. I think there's one answer to that. And it's good that I'm living alone. Otherwise, people would think I'm crazy. <laughs> but I write my goals. And at this point is one goal that I'm focusing on. And I write it down in like four or five lines, what it means to me, that goal. And the first thing I wake up, I sit on my bed. I see it on my clothing closet. <laughs> it's in front so of it's me. It's right there in front of you. I go to brush my teeth and it's there. It's there. <laughs> <laughs> I sit here in my working room. And if I turn to my right, I see it. I like if that. I go to my kitchen, it's on my... <laughs> it's on the fridge or something. <laughs> so that goal drives me. It's my... It's a really big goal. It's not Amazing. something that I can achieve like tomorrow. But for me, I'm already there. So I'll write it down like I'm already there. This is what I want. This is, this is me. And then because I see it every day, it drives me to go on. That's what I do it for. For you, it can be, you want to be a millionaire, you want a really nice house. Then the thing is to write it in the 
present tense because most people are want to go do this, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I am a millionaire. I'm living in a nice house. I am healthy. That's a big goal too in these times, yes. you know? I mean, um, I want to provide for my parents. I want to, you know, just, just write the goal, put it in your face. <laughs> Make sure that is your drive. Yes, in the present tense. I, I like that, you know, writing those goals. Uh, you know, I, I like to use the term, you know, purpose. Writing those goals, you know, purpose in the present tense as if you are living that today which is very important. One of the things I do, you know, is um, I use my phone a lot, you know, and I write these things on my reminders and I set them to come up at a particular time every, every day of the week. Some I set for every day of the week at a particular time. Some I set for weekly. Some I set for two weekly, you know. So in a way, what I have there is a structure for short-term, for short-term mid-term and long-term goals. Nice. So that it's always rep- repeating itself. And I'm seeing that every single day. And it keeps me going in that direction. So it can be anything. It can be whatever. I like what you do in terms of, I need to, I need to do that as well with my fridge. Put it on my fridge. Put it on my bedroom <laughs> door. <laughs> put it on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> but it does get me out of bed. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Yes. Now, share with our listeners how you know if you can do that in steps or you know like some kind of stages how do you or what steps do you take when you meet a challenge that is trying to get you you know throw you off track in relation to your goals in relation to your purpose (laughs) well first thing i do i get really mad at myself i cry I give myself permission to cry. Cry, <laughs> I like that. And then I think, okay, enough, it's enough. Stand up and on. <laughs> I just go on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That is that is so simple, but it sounds so effective. Yeah. I'm trying to get my head around that. How does that get you moving forward? When you give yourself permission to cry, when you meet a, ro- a roadblock, how does that you know, get you to move or, or, or rise above that challenge? Well, I think that in the end, I had the experience so many times that now I can tell you that I know that it's going to be all right. I love that. I love that. Yes. And um, when you're a child, your mom tells you that and you just have to assume <laughs> And you will doubt it, but in the end, that's the truth. The whole life is up and down and up and down. And the only thing you can do is make sure that it's up and down, but it's still following a line upwards. Yes. yes. Yeah. You know, I saw I saw an interesting quote on Instagram a few weeks ago, and that stuck in my mind the way it was put. And that quote says, um, if I can remember exactly, I put it, but it says, when you worry about the problems you face to, to, uh, today, sorry, when you worry about the problems of tomorrow, today, you deprive yourself of the peace you need to enjoy today. True. And the point of that is that no amount of worrying about a challenge is going to stop, is going to bring that, is going to change that challenge. You have to just keep moving forward. So. And, and also what that also brought to, brought to mind is that your well-being, your mental well-being is important, you know, for, for success. If you're not, if, 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 if we are not managing our mental well-being, then it's going to be a challenge to, to succeed because that True. is essential for success. True. Yeah. And this you- brings me to the point, to the question about the different products you are offering through your brand. You know, let's talk a bit about some of these powerful in supplements that you are marketing right now. Tell us a little bit about okay. these products. Okay. If you permit me, I want to go back first to what you just said, because that's Please. really interesting what Please. you said about Please. not worrying about the future. Yes. I also discovered that worrying about the past was a big problem for me. I was stuck at a certain point because of my 
earlier experiences, I was always thinking, going back in time, like, oh no, that's not gonna happen, or that's not possible because I'm going back. And now I learned to live from today and live in the now and think of everything that comes on my way like something new, a new experience without thinking of my old one and connecting the two of them. So if you go into the, the day and think, oh, um, this is happening and it may be an obstacle. Something happens, you didn't think of this happening. New, new um, um, situation, how would I solve this? And then go into it, it's totally different than taking your old experience and getting stuck with thinking it's gonna happen again. It's ah. happening to me, you know? So that's something that I took also. It's it's the present, yes, but it's the past too. <laughs> it's better to stay where we are now. Stay where you are now, here. yes, yes. Because <laughs> that is such a very powerful point you just made there. Because if you keep associating the present with the past, even though it's happened before, you are going to have this mountain of challenges that you cannot carry and you're going to get you're going to feel crushed yeah, yeah and that could be the reason why so many people suffer from you know mental you know yeah you know ill health put it that way you know depression and so on and so forth yeah. because the world is like they're carrying the world on their shoulder yeah they are worrying and being afraid of everything that can happen at these times, you know? Mm. Much worrying and sitting and waiting what's going to happen instead of standing up, taking the future in your hands, take action, make your own future. Don't sit yes. and wait. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Make your own future. Don't try to live in the future of someone else or try yeah. to live in the shadow of someone else. Make yeah. your own future. Yeah. And that is such a powerful, you know, powerful, you know, advice you're giving there to, you know, to our listeners to get them to make your own future. future. Well, if someone asks the question, how do I make my own future? Where do you start yeah. from? <laughs> it starts with waking up and thinking, I'm going to take it into my own hands. I'm going to take a decision. And that's, that's what brought me to the food supplements. Uh, Please business talk about that. Yes. I knew that. I, I don't want to work for a boss anymore. <laughs> yes, yes. I just want to decide when I'm going to work, what time, how I'm going to do it, with whom I'm working, where I'm working. So network marketing gives me the freedom to do that. And then the nice thing about um, network marketing is not only a direct income that I'm getting now, but I'm building a residual one. And if I talk to people nowadays, do you have residual income? I'm telling them it's in the news. It's the best income you can build for yourself at these times. Um, have you even considered it? Why wouldn't you start for yourself? And then you see they're afraid of becoming an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Or if they're an entrepreneur, they're really focused on the business they're doing. And then I have to start again talking to them about more um sources of income what diversifying. Does happen if, yes if you're losing this income like my salsa push what are you gonna do then if you don't have a plan b you know so that was actually for me um the reason to start an extra business part-time and when my dance income fell away i boosted my food supplements um business full-time and in 2020 so from 2019 to 2020 i replaced my dance income with the network marketing income amazing that I is an amazing that is and that happened really fast in one year in one year and then I, I knew i knew the potentials of network marketing i knew the potentials of the high quality um, products that we're offering uh, the support is great. That is really important if you're looking to a network marketing company because there are like 26,000 um, businesses, network marketing in the world with a different product, with a different pay plan, with different yeah, people managing it. You really need to do your research before you step into a, a company because you have good companies and not so good companies. 
Yes. Um, That's amazing. You talked about research. How do you know if a company is right for you? If you want to get into, um, you know, marketing, building a business, you know, in network marketing, well, what actually, kind of research do you do? Well, actually for me, it was, if I think of myself, I was worried about having to sell because I'm not a seller. So I'm like, okay, salesman, two percentage in the, in the world that are really good at it. Yeah. Am I doing? So I'm happy that I found the, this Dutch um, business that they sample the products for a month. It's not like two pills <laughs> that you think like, uh, is this working or not? But you're yes. getting a sample for a month, a whole pot. And because you uh, make people enthusiastic and you tell them about how it worked for you and you show them the results, you can show them blood tests if they want to. They use it too for a month as a proof. Yes. And then they can decide if they can, they want to buy it or not. I think that's a much better way because that, that uh, data analysis shows that 70% will buy it again. Because they have some, they've had the opportunity to sample the product yes. for one month. And I love this. It works for me too. I like that. Yeah. That so is, that's, um, yeah. That is an interesting um, marketing strategy to offer your services free for one month or product free for one month. Yes. Because um, I don't think anybody in their right senses will see the results and not want to, would not want continuity. That's true. And we know with natural products, it takes like two to three weeks before it's really good in your system. Yeah. So I don't like companies that just give you two pills and tell you, okay, you've been sampled and now you have to buy, you know, the direct selling part of it is really hard. So I love the sampling part. That's one. The next thing is, um, I love that the product is a product that you use every month. Yeah. So when the pot finishes and you're happy with it, you get results, you buy a new one. It's not it like going. having a filter or some other product that goes 100 years and then you have to go from one customer to the next customer to the next customer. This one repeats every month because yes. people keep using it. And so, when you have repeat customers like this, then your, your revenue is steady. Yes. And um, yeah, then you have to look at the pay plan because there are so many pay plans that I think this is not transparent. I don't get clear what I have to do. Um, doesn't look like I'm, I'm getting the biggest part for working that, building it up. Yes. Because it's not easy, huh? I'm not gonna say network marketing is easy. I'm saying it's a simple concept. You take it, you talk about it, you make others enthusiastic, and if they buy through your own website that you, um, you, you pay for, yes. yes, then you get the commission or the bonus, you know? And it, the more people you attract, the more bonus, more commission. So it's also unlimited income. Yes. It's really interesting. And this Dutch company, um, Biuna, it's called, they made it inheritable. So it's like building up a whole organization. And in five, six years, I know I can leave it to, yeah, I don't have kids. So might be some nice, um, uh, how do you say, um, uh, like a church or like organized a uh, charity. Yes. 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 That is you wonderful. Know? Yeah. So you need to look at those things. You need to look who are the leaders and um, do they have um, shareholders? I don't like companies with shareholders because shareholders, they want to see the money so they can change the product. They can think like, okay, the product is too expensive. If we want to reach the mass, let's just put something synthetic into it and change it. And then mm. more people will buy it, you know? Yeah, so for them that's it's what about I've money. Seen. Mm. Yes, that's what I've seen happening. So that's for me also important that know who are the people behind this? What's their mission, their vision? Do I agree with it? Yeah, it's research. Yes, it's research. <laughs> and, and, and all that all that works for you in achieving that goal that you set for yourself that yes. you want to achieve. Yeah. Do you want to share what that goal is with our listeners? Oh, yes. For me, um, in, in the beginning, you know, you're thinking of yourself. 
And then I just wanted to be, oh, I am a millionaire. It's like I wrote big, la la. I'm still having it there. Yeah. But now I see building a team and now having a team of 40 people, you become, it's a different responsibility. It is. So then you're going to feel happy because you see that they're building it successfully and you're being a part of it. So for me now, if I can have an organization of a thousand people or more in this life, let me see everyone, let me say everyone that wants to be trained in network marketing or how to build your own business, how to make it successfully, I'm yours. That's the yeah, service I, I wanna... My team is nowhere compared to yours. You know, I'm, I, I have a small team, but I can certainly tell you that it's a different responsibility. When you have people you have to look after, it's, you know, you have to make sure that these people are aligned to your business, you know, to your business yes. goals, your business objectives or purpose or whatever it is. You have to also make sure that you are providing them the right training. So you have to be the things that you want your, your your staff to be basically so that they are learning from you yes yeah and that is all about yeah. relationship again exactly relationship with your client with your partners with everybody around you yes amazing mm -hmm. vanessa it's been an amazing experience being with you here on this podcast and you sharing these insights what drives you what is it that drives you yes i know your goal and you are your goals and all that stuff what is that internal engine that drives you to keep going every day, to keep moving forward, no matter what happens? Well, there's one thing that comes to my mind now, because that's also something that evolves. So it's different maybe in a year. But what comes to my mind now are my parents. And... um. I lost my dad in 2018. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear and that. That's fairly recent. Yeah, but it was like I wanted to, 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 to give my parents everything that I could. And he's not here anymore to see how this is growing and my successes. But my mom's still here. And I still want to give her everything. Like she's, she did a wonderful job. She was the director of a school. She had a nice salary. She has a nice pension. She lives here in Holland. But still, it's every month like, okay, um, she just reached what she can do. She cannot go out and travel and do all these things. She always had this nice salary and she knows how to manage it. But I would want to give her everything 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 that's amazing that's an amazing you know driving force because when 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 you have people who you love involved in your life there's no other no i'm not saying other people don't matter but they matter most your mother matters the most it's like me it's my 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 daughters they matter the most they yes. will come first <laughs> you know and everybody else eventually you know but um you know those are the drivers you you have that keeps you going day by day and keep yes. moving forward yes because your happiness is the happiness of your mom when she sees you happy you know she's happy and that's that's a wonderful thing because the whole idea of, of this is that we're not just we're not just you know robots of production machines we are also humans true we have needs emotional needs you know you yes. know psychological needs and all that stuff and yes. we have to address those things as well and true. most times there are people also involved in satisfying those needs so yes. it's important to recognize that we are not alone and if you think you want to do it alone you're going to you know oh and you're saying something that i've learned I have to hear what you're saying now, you know, because the first thing is my mom is the one that saw me fall and rise my whole life. That's yes. why she's, she's been there for me all the way. That's why she's my number one too. Yes. But yes. if you talk about having to learn, oh, I had to learn that I cannot do everything on my own. Alone. With my Miss Curacao in 
Las Vegas. I thought I could do it alone. And I came back totally disappointed. I didn't have a team there. I was on my own. I came back. I went to Holland. I thought I'm going to do salsa alone, start my dancing school alone. And I had to build a team. Now I started network marketing. I'm going to do this alone. And <laughs> I need a team. So you're nothing uh, without people around you. And Absolutely. You're nothing without people. The right people. You're nothing without the right people around yeah. you. And that yeah. is so crucial. And I've, I've learned that as well. It's having to have the right people that will help us get where we want to go to. And building that relationship with the right people as well, you know, helps us also emotionally and in, in many other ways, which is fantastic, fantastic. Last question. <laughs> Who is your favorite superhero? <laughs> Punk, you know who is it? so i call this i call this the risk the risk taker superhero question and i'm asking you this question because you are oh, a uh-huh. true you are a true risk taker you own it you live it and the qualities of a risk taker is that if you fall <laughs> if you fall you rise you fall you rise it's ne- it sounds simple but never giving up is the quality of a true risk taker True. And but, uh, most risk- superheroes we watch on TV, whether uh-huh. it's wh- whoever, they're known to be risk takers. But I want to know whether it's a real person or, a, you know, a cartoon <laughs> character, who, which superhero represents you best? Well, or do you look I up have to, the to most? tell you, this is what I think. I think a risk taker is nobody without a good coach, a trainer, True. somebody you listen to. Yes. And I have one in the music that I follow to, that always keeps me calm. I can work with the music. I can study with the music. I can get hyped up with the music. And it's classical piano. And I his name that. is Shiruma. Shiruma is for Shiruma. me. Shiruma. I love his music. You'll find it online. It's for me the best there is. Amazing. And... Talking about a coach that also gives me the insights and that I think is the best one, not only for network marketing, but I can really listen for hours. I wish I had met him alive. Jim? Do you know him? Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn. For me, nobody equals that. Amazing. He said something that I always um that I always remember and that that is driving me. He says you are the average of the five people you yes have yes, around you. You hang around with. Yes. That stuck the first time I heard that, I'm like, whoa, my inner circle is changing. I'm gonna change that. You know, and that's amazing. And this and I love what you're doing here. You've got you've got a superhero, you know, in the music sense. So you have a you have um you have music there you know as uh, as a guiding you know um force because Poetic i love to walk emotions yes. with dancing with listening yes. with everything yes. yes yes and then you have jim ron here as well you know i haven't read his books but i've heard so much i've read several articles and things like that and a lot of people write books off of what jim ron has done in his life True. you know and that is that is truly powerful and that is amazing that you were sharing these things with us so that we can learn from them as well and the whole idea of the school of risk podcast is to bring people like you on board to share your knowledge to share your experience to share your stories so that people out there know that they are not alone when it comes to taking risk in life True. yeah no one is alone and like you said earlier we need people we True. can't do it alone in life. So putting, our, putting ourselves out there to let people know that we are here to support you, to network, you know, build that relationship. And, you know, it's interesting because I have built relationships with people by just connecting with them online. And eventually we got to know each other. And before you know it, we've known each other for years, you know, and, yeah. you know, and, that, and that's an amazing thing. And that's how you and I met as well on this, on this yeah. conference. And here we are, my goodness, a year later. Yes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> you know, and we're going to keep doing this for as long as possible. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. 
you have some amazing stories my goodness and i can't <laughs> wait for people to you know reach out to you and i want to hear the story that comes out of this podcast you know once once people reach out to you now if people want to reach out to you and connect with you in relation to what you do you know with your healthcare brand your healthcare products or they want to get some advice if they want to start a dance class and music business <laughs> <laughs> how can anyone how can people reach out to you well, they can find me on uh, Facebook. I always say my name is maybe a little bit difficult, but if you think of Walt Disney Bambi, then just take the B in front away and put the M and then you'll find Mambi. Mambi. Vanessa Mambi. You'll find me. <laughs> yes. Oh, on Instagram too. Yes. Yes. Vanessa, thank you so much. It's such an honor to have you here. And I'm going to wrap this episode up by saying... Until next time, risk takers, please, 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 please play this episode over and over and over and <laughs> over you, again. <laughs> this must be your favorite episode of podcast to listen to. We're real. We're just real on this show. We are real here. We're not copying anybody. We're just doing what we do naturally and sharing our experiences with people. So thank you again, Vanessa. Thank you for inviting me. A pleasure. If you would like to listen to more inspiring shows like this one, don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at our handle, The School of Risk Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or any of the apps you listen to your podcast on so you don't miss out on future episodes. Until next time, risk takers, stay focused on your purpose and let us grow the risk takers tribe.